A note from Jan. This book has been more than 12 years in the making for many reasons. The first one is that I decided to postpone publishing a collection of our poetry until at least a couple of the poems in Fred's part of the anthology were about me, and not just from before we met about other women from his past. It took a while for that to happen, but as you've seen, Fred has written several poems about me related to Valentine's Day, our wedding anniversary, and my birthday. With that goal accomplished, what were my new excuses for delaying publication of this collection? Besides the defense of putting other more practical projects and professional commitments before publishing this poetry collection, I found myself resisting its publication of these very personal poems because it turned out to be a lot harder to share our poems about love and work with the world than I thought it would be. I'm a great believer in looking at the trigger events to why we do something we've been putting off for a long time. There are, of course, conscious triggers and unconscious ones. In the case of this collection of poetry, the conscious trigger to finally publish these poems was the death of my beloved 90-year-old mother. I wrote a poem about my mom, Remembering Mom, that I read at her memorial service and that was a very powerful and positive experience for me. The feedback I received at that time, as well as in the days afterwards, and from those to whom the poem was emailed, reinforced for me the power of poetry to express our deepest thoughts and feelings, and also to act as a catharsis, not just for the author, but for the listener. I already knew the benefits of sharing poetry in dealing with illness, death, and grief. Fred and I had contributed to a collection of poems on those topics, The Healing Power of Creative Mourning, Poems, that was published in 2000, four years after my father had died. I am including that poem about my mother, Remembering Mom, in this collection, In Love and Work, since I prefer not to return to the previous collection, The Healing Power of Creative Mourning. That collection still stands on its own. Here is my poem, Remembering Mom. My mom's illness made me very sad for her. This once vital woman who had become progressively so dependent. But she loved when I played music, and I moved her arms up and down to the rhythm of the music as she sat in her wheelchair and she smiled because of the music, because the movement and the music made her happy. This talented woman for whom music was always so important, this woman who wrote original songs and sang and played the piano by ear. I loved my mother, and I feel blessed that we had so much time together these last seven years, especially since she moved to my hometown six years ago, even though the years were hard on her physically and mentally. She complained initially, but ironically, as her incurable disease of Lewy body dementia progressed, she became completely accepting of her situation. I always told her that she was a role model to me and to so many others of how to handle adversity, of how to take what life has dished you and make the most of it with dignity. Since my mom's passing, I found a picture of my mother, my sister, and me when my sister and I were teenagers. And on the back of the picture, she had written, it must have been many years ago because she could still write, Love this picture. Me and my gorgeous daughters. I can't see my writing. Forgive me.
forgive me. That was my mom, a selfless woman who was always thinking of others and who asked to be forgiven because she could not see as well as before, so that her writing was imperfect. Not an angry and bitter woman bemoaning her fate that her eyesight was failing. If I could have one more conversation with my mom, here is what I would say. I love you, Mom. I love you each and every day. You are not a perfect mom. You had your faults. But I loved you in every way. So the gift of these years that you spent in my hometown, first in assisted living and then in your own apartment with a live-in caregiver, was the gift of having lots of time together. Time that we rarely seemed to have when I was a child, when you were a workaholic school teacher or you were focusing on my late wonderful father.